Hello and welcome to the Crying Burns Calories podcast. I'm your host, Katie Saltzman, personal trainer, nutrition coach, entrepreneur, creator, and expert in teaching women how to take back control of their health, their mindset, and their happiness. Most of you know me as a nutrition coach, but this podcast and this platform is going to be so much more. This is a place where I want to be able to talk about it all. Yes, of course, health and fitness, but also relationships, social media, adulting, hormones, just life. I want this podcast to cover all the ups and downs, and I want you to know that you're not alone. Ultimately, I'm here to give you the confidence to break through what's holding you back, to embrace who you fully are and show up authentically in life. Because life is messy. It's not perfect and it's not meant to be. So grab your wine, a drink, or if you're like me, that chocolate or that ice cream, because it's time to take our stories and the things we go through and make them our superpower. It's time to laugh, cry, learn, and understand that we are all in this together. So let's dive in. So in this episode, I'm going to dive into dating yourself and really finding who you are again as a woman and as an adult and learning things about yourself that you really forgot were there. But I want to be clear that this isn't at all just for my single ladies. Is this going to help my single ladies? Yes, absolutely. But it doesn't matter if you're single, if you're partnered up, if you are married, This episode is going to give you so much perspective on truly how to date yourself again and how to reconnect to who you truly are. I feel like this week was so triggering for the women in my life, whether it was the Super Bowl, whether it was Valentine's Day. I think having those two things back to back were a lot, but I, by Tuesday, I was like, whew, I gotta do an episode on this because the deep conversations that I've had I mean, they they were serious. And the Super Bowl, I think for us millennials, it was, there were so many emotions going on at the halftime show. One was excitement, was fun. I mean, the fact that it was like Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre and Eminem. And for me, it brought me back to high school, right? I was like, this is incredible. I think the baby boomers didn't get it at all. The Gen Xers had no idea who they were. But let me tell you, the millennials, like nothing ever lit them up more than that halftime show. And after it, Look, I watched this halftime show by myself, and you better believe, you you all know that I love dancing, right? I will dance anytime, anywhere. I got up by myself and was dancing at the halftime show and had so much fun doing that. But afterwards, the messages started rolling in, right? Of like, that was so amazing. I loved it. And then it started to turn emotional. I was having a message, you know, messaging with one of my best friends. And she said that I teared up and this friend is not a crier. She said, I teared up Katie because I don't remember the last time that I had fun. It brought us back to the days where we used to have fun, where life seemed lighter, right? Like we had more, we were more free, more carefree. And I think the last two years with the pandemic have been so heavy that 
so many of us are left in a position where we don't really know who we are anymore. We don't know what lights us up. We don't know where it came off the tracks when we stopped having so much fun in life. Yes, as you get older, there's more responsibilities. There's families, there's kids, there's work, there's priorities. Everything shifts, but it doesn't mean that having fun has to shift and it doesn't mean losing who we are. And that's the biggest thing is realizing that losing who we are is a choice. And I'm not saying that like I'm on this, like I fully know who I am and I stand in that. Like I say that this is a human that the last six months of my life, I have taken so much time and so much space to heal my self-doubt, to take my personal power back, to understand my habits and behaviors, to let go of identity patterns that were holding me back. Because I was at a point last year where I had no idea who I was, right? Really in September, I would say, was when I decided to just be intentionally single. I had come out of a divorce. After my divorce, I got into a relationship that really took a quick turn, um, which I will be speaking about more in the future and opening up about more in the future. And I got to a point where I was like, I don't want to know who I am with anybody else. I want to know who I am with me, with myself. I need to date myself. And I read an article actually about dating yourself. And when I first read it, I was like, oh, lame, whatever. You know, you just skip over those. Like, who actually does that? And then I started to read the article and I thought, I have to do this. This is something I need in my life because I don't know what it would be like to date me. Why? Because my identity right now is in my business. My identity is in being an instructor at Equinox. My identity is in uh, working out. Like, who, like how sad for me that that's what I identified with. And yes, all of those things are important to me and part of my life, my business, being an instructor, lifting people up, moving my body. I love that. But as morbid as it sounds, when I leave this earth, nobody's going to be like, wow, she was a great worker outer, or I don't even know if that's a word, you know, she, wow, she worked out all the time, right? That's nobody, nobody's going to say that. I want people to be like, she was an incredible human. She knew who she was. She stood in her power. I've never met anybody more authentic and somebody that lifted me up more than her because she was so secure with who she was that she could be secure in lifting everybody else up around her. That's what I want people to say about me. Last year, really any of the years of my life, people wouldn't say that about me. I really went down this path of self-destruction where I was trying to find my happiness in other people and doing things for other people. And I ended up just being this stressed out ball of anxiety saying yes to everybody else. And I didn't want to live that life anymore, right? But that's a big confronting mirror that I had to that I had to face. And I think that we all have to face. And I know a lot of people did on on Super Bowl Sunday. They faced the mirror of oh my gosh, I lost younger me. I lost that like little childlike behavior, that fun, that dancing, that this, that, that. And then we took Super Bowl Sunday and we backed it up to Valentine's Day. Like if there's not more of a trigger than that. And Valentine's Day for some people is easy, right? You are in love, you are happy with yourself. Um, you're very content in all aspects. I would say that is a very rare story that I hear 
We think it's more common, right? Because we see our social media feed filled with highlight reels. Love of my life, most perfect relationship, flowers, roses, this and that. And you're like, well, I fight with my spouse every single day. I hate him. I can't stand him. Or you're single and you're like, this is bullshit. Nobody's ever going to love me. I don't get this. You know, you're comparing yourself to all these highlight reels. And it can be a very triggering day. And I was at a point this year, it was a really cool spot to be in. It was the first Valentine's Day I spent alone, and I cannot tell you. I mean, I can't tell you the last time I spent a Valentine's Day without a Valentine, and it was the most fulfilled I ever was. I sat there like, I cannot even believe I'm not lonely, I'm not sad, I'm scrolling my feeds, smiling for other people, super grateful that they're feeling this love in their life, like a genuine love, and it's because I've taken time to date myself. I felt more lonely in the past with partners on Valentine's Day, more lonely and more empty when I was with somebody than I did this Valentine's Day when I was more alone than I've ever been before. And that was a really powerful moment to me putting in in the work. And I'm still working through it, right? I'm still like trudging through a lot of the things that I need to work through and a lot of the habits and behaviors. And again, these identity patterns that I've clung to for so long, I'm working through it, but I'm starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm starting to see how much it really is, is impacting me. And I just really want to encourage all women out there to date yourself. It doesn't matter where you are at in life or who you are with. Be relentless in finding who you are again. You know, be relentless in in the relationship with yourself and what you can create in the internal love. Um, And that has nothing to do with whether you're single or taken and everything to do with taking back your power and finding who you are again and creating your own joy and creating your own contentment. Because if you're not with anybody, that's going to fill you up. That's going to make you feel amazing. And if you are with somebody that's going to fill that up even more. That's going to become more amazing because trust me, there's nothing more that your partner wants for you than your happiness. I try and explain this to even, you know, I can't relate with with having a family or with having kids because I, I don't have that and I don't pretend to know what that's like. I have, most of my clients have families and have kids. And I talk to a lot of women and they're so busy and they're, they just say like, no, I have to do all of this. I have to do that. I'm stressed out all the time. I'm anxious. And, and it's very, and I, I have to pull them out of that and let them know that like, there is nothing more than your kids and your husband want for you than your happiness. And if you do the littlest steps to start to make that a priority, then trust me, they are going to be more happy because of that. And I think step one, over over the Epsom salt baths, right? Over the getting a massage, the this, the that, is finding who the hell you are again. Like imagine if you knew who you were and you could stand in your power and you could really be authentic with no comparison. Like uh, that is the ultimate self-love and self-care. And I really think it starts with dating yourself. So I want to go over some of the best ways that you can date yourself and some of the things that I've done in the last six months to really 
reframe my relationship with myself because trust me, I wouldn't, Katie back in August or September, I wouldn't have wanted to go on a date with her. Katie now, I'm like, all right, I would vibe with Katie. I would 100% go on a date with this Katie because I'm in such a better place. And I'm confident, like right now I'm not looking for anything. I'm not on dating apps. I could easily be distracting myself with swiping right, swiping left, whatever. I don't even know because I've never been on them. But I, I'm in a position now where I'm okay calling in a partner from this place and I'm okay calling in the things that I want in my life because I, I can handle them now. I, old Katie wouldn't have, wouldn't have been able to handle them, right? I used to make all of these lists of things that I wanted to do and goals and this and that. But the one thing I never did was make a list of everything that I was doing right now that was keeping me in the same spot. And like, what a, what a shock that would have been, right? You know, we're always creating these lists of these goals that we want, but we're showing up as the same person every single day. And it's understanding that that evolution is going to happen when we decide that we have to be a different person and we have to find who we are. Um, so I think number one, when it comes to dating with yourself is choosing you. And it's easier said than done, right? Choosing yourself because we, we put everybody else first. And it's just what we've always done in our life. But boundaries are your new best friend. Your absolute new BFF. You're going to have to tell your current one right now, I'm sorry, boundaries are my new BFF. And you have to set those and you have to stay true to those. Because if you don't, life will always feel consuming. Always feel consuming. It is up to you. Like overwhelm is a choice. Unhappiness is a choice. Saying yes to everybody is a choice. Stress is a choice. Of course, there are things that we can't control, right? We have obligations. We have things that we have. We have families. We have jobs. Those things won't go away. But what about all the in-between, right? What are you saying yes to that you shouldn't be? What boundaries can you set with social media? What toxic people that you have in your life that are sucking the energy out of you that you're letting do this over and over and over again without setting that boundary? And if you just picked one of those, let alone two, imagine the space that would open up to do things for you. Sometimes it's not time that we need, it's space that we need to create in our lives. We can't get, we can't have 28-hour days. Sometimes we wish we could, but we can't. So how do we create space in our days? How do we set boundaries to where we have, yes, even though we're busy, we can still live busy lives. We have more things in our life that fill us up than we do that take away from us because that leaves more space and opportunity for you to start doing things for you. And when you have that, one, it just creates this really cool confidence in yourself. When you set boundaries, that is the ultimate confidence. Like no is learning the word no has been like the most beautiful, beautiful thing. And you start to right there step into your power because you're saying, I'm no longer going to let people step on me. Even though they're not doing it on purpose, you're letting them. Saying that and setting that boundary, it's you taking one more step into your power of who you are authentically. And it's opening up space for you to do some fun things right? And that's my next suggestion is go do something alone. I've spent more time alone in the last 
six months than I ever have. And I realize it's easy for me to. I mean, I'm in a new city where I don't know anybody and I chose this route. But I could easily be in my apartment. I could easily be distracting myself with way too much work, with going on dates, with going on um, dating apps, all these different things I could be distracting myself with and I'm choosing to get out of my comfort zone. And then I want to ask you, when was the last time that you truly got out of your comfort zone? When was the last time that you went and did something alone? Even if it felt like go see a movie alone, go on, uh, take a walk alone, go on a different path and take a walk alone and put on music from when you were back in high school and just see how that feels, right? Reconnect to that part of you, that part of you that has to learn how to tackle things on her own so you know how you would navigate them. And you just, you need to create this space in your life. And I'm not saying this is going to be every single week. I'm not expecting that. But if you don't ever take small steps in the right direction, you're never going to get there. So I, I challenge you to go do something alone. The other day I was sitting in my apartment and I'll be honest, January was probably one of the hardest mental health months that I have had. Um, I, what I've gone through in Colorado is, is, is a pretty unfair experience with losing my stuff and coming here alone and trying to navigate it. And December, I had a little bit of hope. January, when I started to lose hope, I really went into, I would say almost a depression. I didn't want to do anything. I felt very down and out. Um, and I'm somebody that, that shells in, right? I go inward. And it was on a Sunday. It was a beautiful day outside. And I did not even want to do a thing. I didn't even want to get up off my air mattress. And I was like, no, Katie. There is no growth that's going to happen here, right? So I forced myself, I put Red Rocks in my uh, GPS and I forced myself to go to Red Rocks. And I didn't know, it's this very big area. It's intimidating. There's lots of different paths and hikes. And I went there with Tucker and I, even driving there, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to be there at all. And it seemed stressful trying to navigate it. So finally I just pulled over and picked one And it was sort of this like mucky hike and I should have been wearing boots and I was wearing tennis shoes and I really only went probably a mile and a half, you know, so we're, we're talking 30 minutes and I went back and it was like instant. I was proud of myself because I didn't know that path. It was new to me. The area was new to me. I didn't wear the right shoes. I didn't do anything, but I learned something about myself that day. I learned that I can do it. I learned what it was like to navigate that experience alone. I faced a fear. So I was proud of myself for doing that. And it's those moments where you find out who you really are. It really, it truly is. So get out of your comfort zone this month. Like do something for you alone. Set that boundary. Create space in your life so you're able to do that. Another thing that I do, and I've said this before in podcasts, is I dance. And I do this for a lot of different reasons. One, because movement's medicine and dancing is my favorite form of movement, dancing and walking. I mean, I love strength training, but when it comes to shifting my mindset, dancing and walking really, truly do it for me. Uh, Another thing is because dancing connects me to my inner child. And I am somebody that lives in a very masculine energy, very much like get this done, do this, do that, structure, run a business. I have a hard time connecting to a feminine energy that's a little bit more softer. 
something that I'm working towards. But dancing creates that feminine energy and it also connects me to my inner child that needs that dancing. You know, at first when I started to do it, I felt so awkward. And then I just started to move my body and not care. Like nobody's watching me. So sometimes that's putting on a Spotify playlist and hyping myself up. Sometimes that's putting on a YouTube video. And I have somebody that I follow on YouTube. I wish I could remember his name now. Um, but I, he does these sort of like hip hop videos and then does a little bit of core in between. And they're easy to follow along. Some dance videos are very hard to follow. His are very easy. And I'll do that. And then sometimes it's like all out, like dancing like crazy, like just one song because I need to get this energy out of me. But it, one, I'm releasing judgment on myself, which we don't realize how often every single day we are judging ourselves constant, in constant judgment of ourselves. This releases judgment and it releases bad energy and it gets your body moving and it remembers you to take life less seriously. Get goofy. Let your body move however that, however you want it to move, right? Connect to that inner child. Connect to that inner high school girl that came out during the Super Bowl game. That's what we really truly need. And all of these things will help us remember who we are and also step into our power to be our most authentic self. My last suggestion would be your morning or nighttime routines to start building those in. Because I think that's probably the time that we have to optimize time for us the most. And that doesn't mean you're going to have these big morning and morning and nighttime routines that are, you know, 20 to 30 minutes long. That's unrealistic, but doing something for yourself at night, whether you do a little face massage when you rub your like lotion and um, oil into your face, you know, take a little bit of extra time, just like you would when you got a facial, maybe take 60 seconds to do that. And I'm telling you, it will bring a smile to your face. Do something like that challenge yourself to read a book, to connect to a different part of you. Like I'm in full belief that like I, I always want to be growing and evolving. If I'm not growing and evolving, if I'm staying the same, I'm not happy. I always want to be growing, evolving, learning. So read a book. As much as we love TV and social media, and yes, that distracts us, is that a good distraction if we're not happy as who we wake up, the, who we wake up as the next day looking in the mirror, Right. How do we date ourselves? How would we handle that situation on a date is really truly what I think, you know, like dating yourself. If you were dating somebody else, you would take care of them, right? You'd want to make sure that they were like comforted and that they were happy. Do that to yourself. Take some time in your morning or your nighttime routine to be able to, to be able to reconnect to that. So I really want you to shift your focus on shifting it away from materialistic things and find what you need in yourself because we have everything that we need. And I didn't think that until I was in Colorado being stripped away from everything materialistic and having to truly, all I had was myself. I had to find out who I am. I was sort of forced to date myself, but I I appreciate that and I can't, like tell you how important it is as a woman to be able to do this no matter what phase in life you are at. Try and deconnect to materialistic things and reconnect to who you are because that's when you're going to create the most freaking 
happiness in your life. That's when you're going to be able to step into your power, to show up for yourself, to be happy, to remember what it was like to be a child, to to be able to, we don't want to act like we did in high school, right? Because we were all like a little bit crazy in high school and we're probably half of us now are like, I would kill my kids if they did what we did in high school. But reconnect to the mindset, the free you know, being a little bit more carefree, having more fun, having less worry. We let these things consume our day and that is a choice. It is a choice to do that and it is also a choice to be able to step into your power and really know who you are. And that's not who you are. That's who the world has told you you should be by saying yes to everybody and not setting any boundaries, right? So take some time this month. Take some time next month. Continue going forward to check a couple of these things off the list to start to date yourself and find who you are. And if you are single, I promise you, you're going to feel the most fulfilled that you've ever felt doing this. And you're going to call in such an amazing partner and be such a better partner because of that. And if you are already partnered up or if you are already married, learning to date yourself and finding who you are again is going to create such a deeper connection with the person that you are with and that's a really freaking beautiful thing because that's what we want in life right just happiness and these deep true connections around us and and we do that by stepping into our power and finding out who we are so take some time to go date yourself enjoy it and let me know how it's going Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you like this podcast, leave me a review, and share it with any women in your life that you think need to hear it. If you don't already follow me, go over to Instagram, search Conditioned by Katie. Make sure you follow me. You're part of this community. If you're interested in working with me, look, I have so many different ways you can work with me, from one-on-one coaching to small group to master classes that I host and everything in between. The best way you can find out What's going on in the Conditioned by Katie world is to either follow me on Instagram or sign up for my newsletter on my website. That's going to give you all the updated info and a lot of other fun things every single week. But look, I'm just so happy you're here. I'm happy you're part of this community. Keep showing up, keep growing with me, and keep being you.